This is the Your Kick-Ass Life podcast, episode number 66. All links and resources you hear in this podcast can be found by going to yourkickasslife.com forward slash 66. This is the Your Kick-Ass Life podcast with Andrea Owen, a no BS guide to self-help and badassery. Because ladies, let's face it, life's too short for it to not kick ass. And here's your host, the girl who serves it up straight with a side of crazy, Andrea Owen. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the podcast. And I always, as always, thank you so much for being here and sharing your time with me today. This episode is a little bit different. Uh, Well, not really. Um, (laughs) But I am going to kind of read. Um, I don't really like to read my blog posts that I I make into podcast episodes. It's more or less kind of me improvising and going off on little tangents and things like that. But this is taken directly from my book, 52 Ways to Live a Kick-Ass Life. I can't remember the exact uh, chapter number, but the title of it is Loving Yourself is the New Black. I am on a self-love kick this month for the month of September, and it's one of those topics that is so foundational in your growth and development. I feel like I just can't talk about enough and teach on it enough. And and of course, as I always say, it's it's a journey and it's not something that is a destination and we arrive there. It's a lifelong journey, one that I um, that I still am on myself and practice on a one day at a time basis. And um, I wanted to tell you all really quick. I just got back. Well, I didn't. Well, as as I'm recording this, I just got back from Soul Camp last week. I went in the beginning of September and. If you don't know what Soul Camp is, um, my friends Michelle and Allie, Michelle Goldblum and Allie Leipzig um, created uh, an adult sleepaway camp, and it's just amazing. Like Adult sleepaway camp for the soul, I believe is what they call it, and if anyone grew up here in the States and went to camp as a kid, they have basically recreated that, and it was incredible, and I, I could go on and on about how amazing it was. I was an instructor. I taught about the inner critic, of course. I'm really hoping to be able to go back. They had, they even had Soul Olympics, which is you know basically like a competition, and you get on teams. And if you don't know this about me, I tend to get a little bit competitive. Um, in my former life, I had some friends that nicknamed me Monica Geller uh, from Friends because she was crazy competitive, and I just I'm very spirited. I like to say that I'm very spirited. I was a high school cheerleader, so I get into it, into it. I also really like to trash talk. I mean, it's all fun. There are, I'll have moments though where I'm like, <laughs> come on team. I don't like to lose. Um, I love that about me. You know, it's like, I don't know. Anyway, it was really fun. Our team did end up losing. It was a tiebreaker and it came down to the wire. And when it came down to the wire, I was telling people, I'm like, this is causing me entirely too much anxiety than it should for at soul camp. So I just was really into it and I kind of got put in charge of the tug of war and, you know, big surprise, right? But it was, it was so fun and I made so many incredible connections with like-minded people and if uh, there is actually, that was on the East Coast, there is a Soul Camp West at the end of October. I will not be instructing there, I won't be attending, but you can, I believe they still have tickets if anyone's interested listening to this, but I, I'm Pretty sure they'll be doing it again next year on the East Coast up in the Poconos. 
and hopefully I will be invited back. Hopefully I didn't um, ruin my welcome by getting a little bit overzealous at the Olympics. So <laughs> put in a good word for me with Allie and Michelle. They were on the podcast several weeks ago. And so anyway, let's get to it. Okay, you know that person everyone falls in love with the second she walks into a room? And she doesn't necessarily have to be gorgeous or start throwing cash around the room. She just has that something that draws others in. It's magnetic. And you'd give your right arm to know what it is that is so super awesome about her. And she isn't necessarily even really charming or charismatic. She just seems to radiate something that is magnetic. And I will save you endless nights awake trying to figure out what that is. The truth is that she loves herself. The end. She loves herself. I like to say that confidence is about believing in yourself. And self-esteem is about believing in your worth. And self-love is both of those things wrapped up into one plus more. It's like bacon-wrapped steak if you're a carnivore. It's just really like the perfect feast for your soul. And at the same time, self-love can be this mysterious, elusive thing. I mean, ask a woman what her menstrual cycle is like or how she takes her coffee, and she can definitely tell you about that in great detail. But if you ask her about self-love, you will probably get a blank stare. It's something that a lot of us don't know exactly what it is. And if we do, we aren't even really sure where to start working on it. So if you're not sure whether you love yourself, here's a quick quiz, okay? It's like a Cosmo quiz. Uh, Number one, do you think you're awesome? Number two, do you love yourself unconditionally? In other words, do you put conditions on your own self-love and worth such as your weight. So like, do you only really love yourself and feel good about who you are when you're a certain weight, when you're making a certain salary, when you have a certain relationship status, like when your parents are proud of you, things like that. Number three, do you go after your goals while deep down knowing you are worthy of attaining them? So it's just a really, really quick quiz. So if you answered no to any or all of those, we have got some work to do, sister. So what is self-love anyway? So in a nutshell, it's embracing your imperfect self. I mean, let me just start there. It's things like forgiving yourself for any past mistakes and moving forward. It's about forgiving others. Self-love is not contingent on your particular circumstances, how much pain you're in, what you look like, how much money is in the bank. Self-love is not believing the made-up stories your inner critic might tell you. Um, And a couple of weeks ago, I had a podcast episode that was just dedicated to like, I had a laundry list of things of what self-love actually looks like if you want to go back and listen to that. And and really, in my humble opinion, self-love is the best thing ever. Yet in our culture, it's such a misunderstood concept. Self-love is not conceited, narcissistic self-absorbed or vain. If you think that that's what self-love is, I want you to scratch that record and create a new definition of self-love. One that starts with accepting who and where you are right now in this moment, no matter what is happening in or around you, no matter what you've been through in the past. So let's do it. Make the decision right now to 
love yourself. Think in your head, say it out loud. It might feel uncomfortable or weird or awkward. It probably does. But remember, anything worth fighting for has the tendency to be uncomfortable and you're absolutely worth fighting for. And you might be thinking, Andrea, is it really that easy? I just say it out loud and I just make the decision. And my answer is yes and no. Yes, you can say the words out loud to yourself, of course, if you have a voice, but no, it's not like magic where you suddenly find yourself running through a field of daisies with your arms wide open, or if you do do that, you're in a tampon commercial, by the way, but your thoughts have the ability to create your feelings and in the end, your reality. So why not try? Why not choose the best thoughts that will bring you the best life? You want to choose positive thoughts that come from a place of love in your heart versus fearful thoughts that are in your head. And, you know, here's another great thing about self-love. When you love yourself, this I know to be true from experience, when you love yourself, the right people will be attracted to you and show up in your life. And sure, you're probably going to get some assholes along the way and the people that aren't right when you do love yourself. But the majority, like you will see a big difference in the quality of people that show up in your life. It's like self-love is some sort of magnetic energy that isn't tangible, but people feel something great about you. Other people with good thoughts and good energy will want to be around you. Like that part I feel is totally, it's like magic. It really is. It's it's time for you to be your own biggest fan, a, a, love, a legend even. You don't have to announce it or have like a vanity license plate telling everyone how awesome you think you are because I, I think that's a misconception. It's like people feel like, okay, if I'm going to love myself and and do this work and, you know, I think people worry a lot about what other people are going to think of them like once they do get to a place of self-love. And again, this isn't you don't have to put it on a t-shirt and be so completely open about it. Like it will kind of like start to come out of your pores. But I don't want that to hold you back is what I'm saying. At first, it can be your own little secret. Once you've made the decision to love yourself, here are some actions to take. You ready? Ahem. Maybe I need a drink of water. Number one, take responsibility for your life. Notice where you blame others or circumstances for your unhappiness or lack of fulfillment. I think that that is, I want to stop there for a second because that is so incredibly powerful. If I do say so myself, most of you probably know my story of when I, um, I got out of a marriage that was really bad. I was, I was hurt and betrayed very, very bad and immediately got into another relationship where I was hurt even worse. If like I could believe that I could even, you know, I basically like, got, you know, I, I got kicked while I was down to, to, you know, metaphorically. And, um, when I came out of the fog, I realized that I had spent the last decade blaming everyone else for my circumstances and my unhappiness and where I was. And really I had to take responsibility for staying in relationships that I knew in my gut weren't serving me. I had to take responsibility for tolerating the treatment I had to take responsibility for the way I also in turn behaved in those relationships because when you're in a dysfunctional or unhealthy relationship, you're not being your highest self in the relationship. There's just, I don't believe there's any way that you can act 
and honor your values and be your truest self when you're so unhappy in a relationship. I mean, I've talked to a lot of women that are in unhappy relationships and they're not being their true self. So you need to take responsibility for that. I mean, it's, it's, sounds kind of harsh coming out of my mouth, but it's like, there's really no other alternative. Well, look at the, the other alternative. Yes. Is staying in the relationship and feeling like shit. So, and I'm not saying it's like easy peasy to, you know, file for divorce or get out of the relationship or, or whatever it is that you're in. Maybe it's not a relationship, but I think there is so much power though in taking responsibility. And this is not about self blame and letting your inner critic get a hold of you and say, um, you're so stupid for staying in this relationship. It's, It's not about that. And so be mindful if that's happening. Be really mindful if that's happening because that's an easy road to take and, and a common common road to go down. But it's about looking in the mirror and saying, okay, this is my reality and I have been choosing to stay in it. What are my options here? And you may not take action to change that day. Trust me. I mean, I was in that second bad relationship and I remember sitting in the car at a stoplight by myself And I said out loud to myself, what am I doing? Like, like, what am I doing in this relationship? Like, I had a moment of clarity and was like, crazy girl, what are you doing? (laughs) It was like somebody was sitting next to me. Like, oh my God. And I stayed for another few months. Like, I let it get just like like sub-basement crazy before I was like, okay, I'm done. Screw you guys. I'm going home. And that's really what it took. And so I say all this just to give you an example of like the power that um, our own mind has over us. And just really like, I say all that because the decision I, I understand isn't that easy. But whatever your decision, whether it's a noble one or whether it's a weak one, is still an excuse. And when you're ready, you're ready. I think all of us have a threshold for pain, physical pain and emotional pain. And some of us can take a lot before we're ready to go. And you are the only one that knows when your time is up. You know, it's like we can give our friends advice all day long and just like shake our heads going like, and I know a lot of my friends were in that place, but it's like, I had to get to a place where I knew I could not take anymore. And I look back and I'm like, how did I take so much? Like, you just, you won't know when you're in it. I think a lot of times we don't realize how bad it is until we get out. It's kind of like we needed a new mattress years ago and we kept talking about getting one and, you know, we were researching and researching. And then when we got a new mattress, we were like, I can't believe how bad our other mattress was. You just, you get used to it, you know, you don't even realize. Anyway, I'm going, I'm, I'm totally digressing, but I think you guys get it. Uh, number two, forgive yourself for your past. You don't live there anymore. So why are you still beating yourself up for it and letting it dictate your own self-love and self-worth? And when I say that, it can sound pretty black or white. And there's a, I would just, there's a lot of gray area in there. And again, it's really easy for me to, to, to say that you don't live there anymore. So stop beating yourself up over it. I think that self-forgiveness is a process And I always say that self-forgiveness does not mean that we're condoning our behavior and saying it was okay for the mistakes that we made. All it means is that we simply love ourselves enough to realize that we can't go back and change time. 
All it real, all it means is that we realized that we did the best we could with what we had at that time. Trust me, I spent a long time beating myself up for the decisions that I made. Um, you know, what was it about 10 years ago? And I still sometimes go through that, like, Oh my God, like I can't believe. And then I'm like, no, Andrea, I was not well. I was not emotionally well at all. So I didn't have a lot of coping skills. I didn't have a lot of tools. I did not have self-love. I didn't even know where to start. I was extremely lost. So it's like, how could I blame? How could I? I was like a little girl emotionally. So it's like, you wouldn't, I wouldn't blame my six-year-old daughter for that. She doesn't have the tools. She doesn't have the skills. So it's the same thing. So when you put it, try putting it into that kind of perspective, okay? So number three, own your story. And at the same time, love yourself for it. Everyone has, we all have a messy past. You're human. You're going to have experiences that you're less than proud of. So try to love yourself for it. Number four, set healthy boundaries. Stop tolerating toxic people and drama. Also known as don't put up with other people's bullshit. And this is a process and will take some time. And it's, I always say like, it's one thing to set a boundary. It's, it's, completely other thing to, um, make good on that boundary. You know what I mean? (laughs) Um, if you are interested in boundaries, I don't remember which episode it was, but I had Randy Buckley on and we talked all about boundaries. If you want to go back and listen to that episode, number five, go after what you want. Ladies, step out of your comfort zone. If you need to, it's probably going to be a step out of your comfort zone and you'll be scared. I, you will be scared. Trust me on that. I cannot guarantee that it's going to work out. I can't guarantee it's not going to work out, but I can guarantee you'll be scared. We all are. Do it anyway. Number six, believe you are worth what you want. I'm going to repeat that. Believe you are worth what you want. Number seven, take care of your physical, mental, and emotional well-being. Go to the doctor see a therapist or counselor, allow people to help you. It takes a village to raise you. It takes a village to raise Andrea. It takes a village to raise all of us. We can't do it alone. Number eight, accept praise and compliments. Those are gifts. You know, it's like say thank you instead of downplaying or denying the kind words. And this is a practice too. I mean, I know I've, I've had to, every once in a while, somebody will pay me a compliment. And I'm like, oh my God, I know I got it on the old Navy clearance rack. Almost like I'm apologizing for it or something. So just a simple thank you. It's just two words. Just two. That's it. Just two little words even. They're not even big words. Thank you. That is all. Loving yourself is the first step in getting your kick-ass life. It really is, you guys. If you don't love yourself, it's hard to respect and believe in yourself. It's hard to know you are worth anything, and it's really hard to follow through with goals, to set good intentions, and to step into your destiny. Yes, your destiny, because I know for a fact it is not your destiny to live a life of wishing and hoping for good things to happen. Fingers crossed, believing dreams only come true for those people over there, those people. You know what those people have in common? I'm pointing right now. Those people, they love themselves. It's not luck. 
It's love, baby. And that is my lesson for today. And if you feel like you need more support and help in, on this topic of self-love, check out the selfloverevolution.com. I am teaching my yearly eight-week intensive with my best friend forever, Miss Amy Smith, also known as the Joy Junkie. And uh, we are closing registration soon. We start, I think, like in a week or something from this prod- podcast broadcast. Podcast broadcast. Say that fast. So go to the selfloverevolution.com and check out the info page there. Um, eight weeks, four lessons on self-love. We chose the very, very best ones that are foundational. It's going to be a little bit intense, but nothing you can't handle. There's a lot of women already signed up that are just like you that have your same story and um, have their same feelings that you do and are also scared. All right. And so we're all in this together. I would love to be able to support you, the selfloverevolution.com. And I will see you out in cyberspace. Bye-bye. 